Hey teachers, before I get started, I have a very special holiday treat for you. I'm giving away a $10 voucher to Teachers Pay Teachers. All you have to do is join my mailing list and follow me on Instagram. There are directions in the show notes and on the Instagram post. I'll announce the winner on the 2nd of January. Good luck and happy holidays. Hi, this is Kelly Chase and you are listening to History Detective and if you already follow me on Instagram at History Detective 9, you will know that I love Christmas decorations. So today I'm going to share the history of decorating the Christmas windows of shops of Australia. If you do a Google search of Christmas window displays, you are likely to be taken to Pinterest pages full of the most magnificent Christmassy goodness you could ever imagine. One of the biggest department stores in Australia, Maya, have been delighting adults and children alike for the last 67 years with their magical displays. But I would like to go back to a time where every Christmas didn't look like a Netflix Christmas movie set. I want to go back to a much simpler time of Christmas windows where people did their best to add a little Christmas cheer to their window displays. So let's pop in our time machines and take a historical road trip around the different states and territories of Australia to peek into the humble Christmas windows of some good old Aussie businesses. Let me take you back to a time where wrapping an iron in cellophane was good enough to get you a write-up in the newspaper. Now before I get started on the tour, it is important to discuss the purpose of a Christmas window. Businesses want to bring in more customers. If the shoppers are gawking in their window, then it is more likely that they will pop inside and buy something. Many of the early Christmas windows were not cutesy woodland scenes or dioramas of Santa's workshops, but they were instead just putting their store stock in the window so customers could get some ideas for Christmas presents. Remember, there was no online shopping, no junk mail full of gift ideas, no television advertising and no influences on reels telling you what to buy. The only place you were going to get your ideas for presents was if you went down to the shops and did a bit of window shopping. I also thought I'd share with you a little vocabulary word I learnt in the process of researching this episode. The word Mr, as in Mr Squiggle and Mr Smith, actually has a plural. It's Messers, spelt M-E-S-S-R-S. It comes up a lot in old newspaper articles, especially because often shops were owned by and named after two or more misters. We are going to start our little journey in the year 1903 in the town of Tamworth, New South Wales, now famous for its country music festival. But in 1903, their Christmas window claim to fame was a little more obscure. The local tailor, Mr Flanders, apparently ingeniously fitted out his Christmas window with a scene of the Trans-Siberian Railway of the Russians sending troops and war supplies to invade Manchuria. I'm not quite sure how a depiction of a Russian invasion represents the Christmas spirit, but I guess that was Tamworth in the 1900s. Another interesting feature of some of these early Christmas windows was the use of real-life children in the town of Bathurst, now famous for a car race. One store had a window display where there was a child sleeping in a four-poster bed with stockings overflowing with presents tied to the ends of the bedhead. The little chap would then wake up, rub his eyes and begin to delightedly unpack his Christmas stockings, holding up each items to the crowd of onlookers outside the window. 
genius advertising. The Singer Sewing Machine Company also got a little crafty with their window. Their display was representing an Australian settler's home, complete with a dairy, orchard, poultry farm, and even a woman milking a cow. I guess in 1908, nothing says Christmas spirit more than seeing a woman milking a cow. But apparently the window attracted hundreds on Christmas Eve and the crowds were so dense, people had to postpone their visit until later. Now to head to our nation's capital, Canberra, where historically Christmas window displays have been a bit of a sorry sight. I'm sure it's much better now. An article in the Canberra Times in 1969 had a debate about the issue with the street reporter gathering opinions on the state of Canberra's decorations. One woman named Mrs McCallum claimed that Christmas decorations were a waste of taxpayers' money and that they don't go with the gum trees. Bah humbug. But most people interviewed said that Canberra needed more. Mr Halifax explained that Canberra was lacking something, not having decorations, and it would be a much brighter place if they decorated it at Christmas time. Miss Brown agreed, saying, I don't think there's a Christmas spirit here at all. And she pondered that perhaps the storekeepers are going away and don't want to put up decorations. I'm sorry, Canberra. I hope your Christmas decoration game has lifted since the 1960s. To all of my Canberra listeners, and I know there are quite a few of you out there, if you have any photos of fabulous decorations, take a photo and tag me on Instagram. Just search for History Detective 9. Next, we are heading to the bustling city of Melbourne. Now, as you may know, if you think of Christmas windows in Melbourne, you're probably thinking about the Maya Christmas windows, which were first decorated in the year of the 1956 Olympics. And of course, the theme that year was Santa at the Olympics, and they've had a different theme every year since. This year's display is 100 years of Disney. But long before Maya did their thing, in 1911, another store in Melbourne had a window display, and just like in Bathurst, they were using real-life children. Unfortunately, this display ended in tragedy. You see, one of the boys who was inside the window was ringing a bell. He must have been a little too vigorous with his jingling of said bell, and he struck the inside of the window. The window smashed to the outside, causing a stampede and sliced through the arm of a little boy who then stayed in hospital for five weeks and in a strange detail included in the paper, was given chloroform four times. He lost the use of his arm and his father tried to sue the messes who owned the store for £249. Sadly, the claim failed. On another note, during World War I in 1914, there was a store in Ballarat that created a patriotic Christmas display of the ship HMAS Australia, and it was made completely out of dainty handkerchiefs. I'm not quite sure how you make a battleship out of dainty handkerchiefs. It's not the kind of skill that has a YouTube tutorial on it. I'm afraid the art of handkerchief models may be a skill lost to history. Now to the Apple Isle of Tasmania. And they were true to their reputation of having delicious produce. In fact, many of their Christmas displays were just made out of food. One window used preserving sugar to represent snow and another window was filled with currants and raisins and scattered with, I quote, fancy boxes of spice and other delicacies. 
The window displays were filled with all sorts of fruits and cakes and puddings and sugary treats. That is my kind of window. Let's get back to the mainland and see what South Australia had to offer the world of Christmas displays. In 1928, one window had a glorious miniature dance display, complete with yet another spectacular display of handkerchiefs. I'm telling you, making Christmas window decorations out of hankies is truly a lost art. The main attraction was a pirouetting doll whose skirts billowed pavlova style. That's Anna Pavlova, prima ballerina, not the egg white-based dessert that no doubt will be the star of many Australian Christmas tables this year. Now let's head west to see if their windows are the best. In Coolgardie, they had a competition to see which shop had the best displays with categories including grocers, drapers, fruiterers and general. None of their windows seemed to have a particularly Christmassy theme. One window had a Scottish kilt and a bottle of whiskey. Another had a doll in an Irish costume and a picture of an Irish linen factory. Interesting. And the grocer's prize went to a window that had neatly displayed fancy goods. Sadly, in the Northern Territory, none of the journalists thought any of the windows were noteworthy enough to write about in the newspaper. But there must have been some demand for it because in October of 1952, a man called George S. Brown was advertising his services as a Christmas window dresser and skited about the prizes he had won in international competitions. That is a career path that I never really thought about. Let us end our journey around Australia in the Sunshine State. One of my favourites is a white goods store in Adelaide Street called Buzzercots. Each electrical appliance, from the refrigerator down to the iron, is wrapped in cellophane and multicoloured lights. The newspaper reports, Each electrical appliance, from the refrigerator down to the iron, is wrapped in cellophane and multicoloured lights and holly, giving a festive atmosphere. Buzzercots windows are always well worth seeing, and this one excels. So, from cellophane-wrapped appliances to the lost art of decoration with handkerchiefs, it has been a whirlwind trip around Australia to see how it's done. If you see any worthy Christmas windows this year, tag me on Instagram at HistoryDetective9. I would love to see them. This is my third year of making a Christmas podcast, so if you would like to hear my other Christmas episodes, scroll back to the app called lunch of Christmas past or last year's episode which was called the tragedy of Lady Santa. Also I have a little Christmas treat for you. I am just about to release a new single. It comes out on the 24th of December and it is called Broken People. You can stream it wherever you stream your music on Spotify or YouTube. It is dedicated to all of the emergency workers who have to work on Christmas and spend time away from their families. I hope you all keep safe and have a light to guide you home. This Christmas, whether you're working, celebrating with friends or family, or just trying to have a low-key, drama-free day of rest, I hope you have a wonderful day. This is Kelly Chase on The Christmas Case. Happy Holidays!